0: Hello, Alex, and welcome back to my podcast.
1: Oh, I'm so thankful. Finally, we're back. We're back (laughs) at it. Congratulations on coming back to the big game. I'm so happy for you.
0: Thank you so much. And I appreciate it so much because you've been pushing me and encouraging me to get back to it, uh, which took a long time. But thank you for always encouraging me. And I also feel very honored that you have chosen my podcast to go and release everything that you're going to say today as a premiere interview so i'm grateful for that thank you so much
1: (laughs) oh that that's a pleasure that's that's some exclusive thing it's it's an exclusive episode of moldovan abroad like brought to you exclusively by dana and me like we're gonna tear this whole shit up right now no problem at all yeah, and it wasn't—it wasn't even scheduled. So I'm happy. Like I, I've got <laughs> exclusives, and you're the first one to hear it, and you're the first one to get it. So let's go. Thank you for having me.
0: Thank you. Thank you so much. So Alex, uh, the episode that we recorded uh, before—and by the way, to all the listeners, I recommend that you go back and check the first episode if you want to know more about Alex. That was literally before the war. And I remember catching up with you after a while. And I know that you've done, you know, a massive amount of work. Even from the first day that the war was announced, you're always like volunteering and doing a lot of work. And great. So well done for that. My first question is, what was your first reaction when the war in Ukraine started?
1: I just started calling people in Kiev, calling people in Krizhopol, because like grandfather... Uh, My grandfather from my mom's side is Ukrainian and um, he passed away like in 2013. But as a kid, I always went to Ukraine, to Kiev, to his hometown, Kryzopol. Uh, I have a lot of Ukrainian friends. And if if we talk, uh, I'm at least 25, 30 percent Ukrainian, you know, just genetically. So when the whole the whole shit started i i just i just started calling everybody i know uh, asking how can i help what's going on with them at the moment and from then on i was like okay i, I really gotta do something i can't just sit at home on the phone you know mm-hmm. so i took so i took action and started volunteering and uh here in moldova everybody used their own resources. Moldovian citizens uh, made sure from the first day of war, they could help Ukrainian people. Everybody went to the borders uh, with their own cars, with their own money, offering the place to stay, the place uh, at, at their houses, at their home. Like uh, people just here in Moldova showed and proved that we, we really can be helpful useful and we have cards so it's not like we're just ruthless people who doesn't doesn't give a shit that some people are dying and the war is going on so everybody were hands-on on volunteering and i just jumped into it i was lucky enough to be one of the first ones here among entrepreneurs and young businessmen who really jumped into it like first day the war started and people started coming to the borders so yeah it was a t- it was a tough time, and I just felt like I have to do it mm-hmm. and, and I did it I did it with with the help of my team. The whole wellby team was really hands on helping out. we helped people to get accommodation we helped people to get transportation from border uh we helped people to get food clothes uh baby stuff like diapers and everything and I w- I'm still really active uh, right now as a volunteer as well uh but uh, at this moment everything is more organized now we have organizations and uh we have groups of people who developed uh, relationships during volunteering it's all moldavian people so now we have like at least like something like a system Uh, It's easier right now to help because we can get in touch with people who have the money, people who are are in need, and we know specifically what they need at the moment. And it's a little bit easier. First days, it was all over the place.
0: I mean, it's really heartwarming to see how people can help each other. And uh, I'm glad that the process is now, uh, it seems like it's more organized and running more smoothly. And well done for all your work. So today we're going to talk about two movies that you made. Uh, Nobody cares about Moldova and Malva. Yeah. What made you make your first movie?
1: I just came up with with the idea now that like these first two weeks were the most most viewed. The whole world was watching what was going on. Mm -hmm. And after the first two weeks, I realized that there is some some goofy shit going on in Moldova as well. The thing is, we have propaganda working from all the sides. Mm-hmm. So no matter it's a propaganda from Russia and Russia's or it's propaganda from Europe and uh, USA, it's still propaganda. And people don't know, like the people who use this propaganda and who do their due diligence they are not among theirs about Moldovian volunteers and in Moldova from first two weeks we had about half a million Ukrainian refugees who came to Moldova some of them came just for a week two or a month and then they moved on to Poland and other countries and some of them are still here and nobody really cares about these people. And second thing which came to my mind, I was like, yo, B, I just took a look at my son who was about to turn one year old in a couple of months. And I just thought to myself, like, one day this young kid's going to grow up. And maybe by the age of 18, 19, he will start being interested in what he, uh, people who have nothing to do with being even a soldier die. Like, little babies get killed in Ukraine. Like, what were you doing all this time? And I will have something to show him that I wasn't just sitting around. I actually did something bigger than me. And that's why I, I made sure I'm going to do my first movie. Nobody cares about Moldova.
0: That's very nice that you want to set a nice example uh, for your son. And uh, how, how is he, by the way?
1: Oh, he is great.
0: Aww. he's great
1: thank thank god he is you know i don't want to jinx him uh i the only thing i can tell i'm the happiest to be his father and uh, i'm here to lead by example and that's what i i'm gonna do because i realize myself children don't care about our words like no they don't care what you say they always gonna dig uh, dig up your past. They're always gonna take a look at what you were doing, and if you already have something which can be shown uh, on any platform, and it's 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 out, it's for the public to see, then my son can always take a look at what I was doing and what year it was, and he will make his own decision based on what he's gonna see, and it's gonna speak louder than just my words that I was a volunteer it was a hard time for me and your mother you know all that bullshit like i i actually can show him that i went i went over that i went i i went further with that i didn't just start being volunteer and help some people i actually started doing something uh what's going to help other people around me who are in the same situation and position so it was it was a quick decision it was just it everything came to to the full picture in my mind. Just me, I I just winked twice at my son. He smiled and I and I was like, I I I just gotta I gotta do it. I gotta do it for for the legacy, and I gotta do it for other people. The people who are unheard of, the people who nobody cares about. Um. So the world can take a look and see who they are and what they do. And I thought that this is gonna be really important. So. I just rolled with it and I did it.
0: Amazing and it, it is true children uh, are led by example rather than just words so um very good example indeed going back to the first short documentary that you made how did it became a participant on an international film festival a festival music fest 2022
1: well, both of my projects uh, we're talking about today are executive produced by me. So I fund this project by myself. I have a great team. The team didn't really change from first to second movie. So it's like almost the same people who are still rolling with me. The movie was done and one version of it was already out for Russian-speaking audiences. So we already started to get some attention. But then Margarita Haritonova, who is like um, creative director and line producer here at Welby, she got in contact with me at 2 a.m. in the morning. And she was like, we got to do it. We got to do it. I was like, what you talking about, Bill? Did you see what time it is? And you just hitting me like I'm, I'm exhausted. What you doing? She's like, no, 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 boss. You got to take a look at that. And she sent me the link. Uh, the Music Bad Challenge was just about to happen. The, the dates when you have to submit your work, your documentary was still on. I still had time. So basically, she made sure that I understand how far this whole film festival can push the movie. So when I made my mind up, I was like, I right, bet, let's just roll with it. So... I got in contact with my director, Eugen uh, Stolar at Welby. And it, it's, it's history after that. Like we, we just met, we went to offices, couple of sleepless nights, uh, cut the movie, made it a short uh, version of the movie. So it's uh, by guidelines of this film festival, because the Music Bad Challenge 2022 was all about short documentaries. And uh, the original version we shot was like almost two hours. We had to somehow make this movie from two hours to seven minutes and still make sure that the whole idea goes, everybody understand what this movie about and everybody understand why it's important and everything is followed by the guidelines. So as soon as we did that, I just uh, submitted the movie In the process of that, I was talking to some of the people here who also create movies. I shared with them that I'm about to bust moves and I'm about to be a part of Music Bad 2022. And I just shared because we usually all share it. But later on, I found out most of these people just just used their opportunity as well. I learned it like two, three months later after the whole film festival was already over. And uh, we submitted the film. Then I got an official email. I got an official letter from uh, organizers that the movie is submitted. Then I got the letter that uh, the movie is approved. And then I got the letter that that said that uh, the movie did great among the jury. And we're going to be a part of uh, People's Choice Award. So then everybody had an opportunity to vote for the films. I got support from some people here in Moldova who actually went on the platform and voted for our Film for People's Choice Award. And uh, then it was just one week of no information at all. I thought that we didn't make it to the next round. And uh, I just received an official letter saying that... uh, we congratulate you. You you are one of the final finalists. And then when the uh, film festival was over, basically, organizers got in touch with me and let me know that our movie is like top 20 documentary movies uh, this year. And uh, that we are basically the finalists and we can be proud of that. And for the first movie ever, which I've done from top to bottom with my team, I just realized. Okay, uh, I don't know shit about making movies, but look what we just did. We made sure that people from big companies, because there were some really, really talented people who were in, uh, who were among the jury, and these people work for big, big companies. If we talk about, it's like Hulu, Universal, uh, Netflix, and a lot of other big big companies so to really go through the whole process and be the last man standing and being the only movie from Moldova this year yeah I, I realized okay I got something I got something over here it it wasn't for nothing it, it was great experience
0: amazing congratulations well done with everything I'm very, very happy to hear all that, and it's very exciting uh, news. Glad that we can share it on this podcast as well. Um, so immediately after making nobody cares about Moldova, you the, this documentary, you started right away another documentary. What was right the reason? Away. What was the reason behind that? decision
1: the thing the thing was when when i was already like in in this situation when i was uh waiting for official letters from music Bat to you know just to know are we going further or or we got dropped after a second or a third round While in the midst of all that i already had ideas for my second movie i knew what i want to change what what i want to do differently this time I already uh, came up with the idea of what this movie will be about and who's going to be the main guest on the movie because uh, I wanted to do something completely different from my first movie. And everything was already in development. I was talking to some people. I was already looking for those who will be interested in uh, purchasing uh, advertisement in in the upcoming movie because in, in the first movie, I basically went... To my pocket, and we're not talking about like a small amount of money. To make a movie, you you really gotta have at least some budget. We talk at least like from three to five thousand euros to make it. You know, looking kind of good. It's still like not a hundred twenty people team uh, project, but at least it's like eight to ten people who work it on the same project and trying to make it look the best way possible. So it was already in development. Uh, I was already thinking about that. I already picked uh, who's gonna be the main protagonist of the future movie, who this movie will be about. And um, I I just looked at things from from this state of point. My first movie was about Moldovan volunteers the main guests of the movie, the people whose voice I wanted the whole world to hear was Sergei Bertsa, who was like this person who was in charge of organizing transportation with his friends for refugees so they can get them to any place as soon as they cross the border. Uh, We had also Taras Chernilevsky, that was another guy who went way beyond anybody else's like thoughts on him and he accommodated people families in his apartment where he lives just by himself with his mother and he accommodated for eight to to, from eight to twelve people to live with him and he also made sure he can accommodate uh some ukrainian families in other apartments he he would rent for them or he also had in his name and stuff like that. We had Ksenia Druzhinina, who was like from first day, she volunteered and she was sleeping, eating, and she, she just spent almost all the time since the war began. She, she basically, her new accommodation was the border between Moldova and Ukraine. And it's winter, you live in a fucked up conditions, And everybody were doing different things. And the fourth person we had uh, in the first movie was Maria Chernyshova, who was this young girl who was running around the whole city buying products for families. And then she would drive by herself after she bought everything to different help centers uh, for refugees to submit all the products she just bought out of her own pocket out of some money her friends gave her or somebody donated so all all these four people were in charge of different things and when i was choosing who's going to be uh, who's going to be the people in the first movie i wanted some people who are not bloggers are not vloggers they don't have a lot of uh, you know they don't have a lot of signings on their Instagram pages. They don't have a lot of followers on Facebook. These people didn't do it for the cloud. They didn't do it for attention. They were really doing some good deeds for people they don't even know. And uh, that was the main idea for the first film. So I felt like I, I started with my, my home country, Moldova. And my second movie got to be about somebody from Ukraine. So I do Moldovan people first, the movie about them called Nobody Cares About Moldova. And then I, I wanted to do a movie about Ukrainian people in Moldova. So it was all in development right in the midst of us being participants on Music Bad Challenge 2022 anyways
0: amazing well done and the ideas seem to be following each other and um it was a a great uh, sequence to the other documentary so i understand that there was a private screening at community center 151 Uh, would you like to tell us how did that go
1: oh it 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 happened on 23rd of september um i it was a really private 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 triple triple double private screening we had not more than twenty-five people there. I just wanted I just wanted people to meet each other. It was uh it was, you know, it it felt like a family dinner or a family reunion because I didn't want journalists to be on the face of Malvina Samoilova because you know you when when you're doing something, you just do it and you don't have uh opportunity to take a look at yourself outside looking in but after we went to her help center which she opened uh, with gsi here in moldova at private screening she didn't know what to expect because it would be her first time watching the movie about her so i made sure the circle was really small uh, there were some representatives of other organizations here, entrepreneurs. The whole Wellbe click was there. The people from Help Center, Malva and Malvina, her husband, and GCI were there also. We had some journalists, but those who we trust, those who proved uh, not to be under somebody here in Moldova who, who are independent. And we've seen them working and we know who these people are. So the private screening was beautiful. I've seen people crying. I've seen people smiling. Everybody were hugging after the movie. Everybody were talking. Emotional, it was emotional. For the most of people there, it was really emotional. To be honest, I didn't feel nothing already by the time the private screening came to the full picture because everybody who came to watch the movie didn't watch the movie before private screening. They, they, they didn't have any chance to watch it. And me and uh, Evgeny Stolar, who is the director at Welby, we watched this movie five times because we were editing, you know? We were taking care of editing this movie. So by the time everybody got emotional, I was just sitting there and I was just watching how people react and watching what people feel and after the lights came on back i had opportunity to talk to everybody in private and uh, to thank everybody especially my partners community center 151 who were the only ones who didn't who didn't proceed to ask me to kiss anybody's ass and didn't proceed to ask me to make sure they are the main topic during this private screening it was really good partnership deal between us and daniel Gersy, uh yelena chernikova and uh, some other people made sure that this deal was done properly and we felt like we were doing a collaboration i brought the movie i brought the people they got us the venue they got us the drinks Uh, They made sure everybody felt like home. It was beautiful. Shout out to everybody from Community Center 151, all my people in Moldova for peace. These people just did their job. They they were not looking for any attention. They were not looking for any cloud. They were not even taking too many pictures or too many videos for their social media because their main mission is beyond that. And that's what I like because some people also approached me and I approached some people here for the private screening and these people were asking for too much. And I felt like, nah, it's my baby. Everything is funded by me. also got partners, BB Hospitality, who bought all the advertising time, screening time in the movie and we made a great deal. Um, so I already have everything established and then I come to some people and they offer me some slave deals when I I don't even, I'm not even going to feel like the movie is mine just because they are giving me the venue. So I was like, nah, this is crazy. I'm not, I'm not doing that. So the private screening was just everybody, it, it was too emotional, overwhelming. At the same time, it was fun. We took photos like like crazy because everybody feels like everything can change tomorrow. And um, Malvina and her help center, everybody who are volunteers at her center are Ukrainians as well. And everything can happen anytime. Somebody will feel like they want to come back to Ukraine right now and they might just get killed on the road. And some of us have some work to do outside of Moldova and everything is getting crazier and crazier in terms of this war. So everybody were taking photos, like maybe maybe there will be no next time when we can take photos together and be happy and spend time all together in a small circle. So it, it was some beautiful shit. Appreciate it very highly. I'm, I'm still, I'm still trying to... You know, I'm still trying to go through the process of understanding that I did something really special for some people and I did something very important for other people because the amount of thank yous I received prior to us starting watching this movie, that private screening night, was just overwhelming.
0: Wow, sounds like the private screening went wonderfully well. My curiosity is: Where would the rest of the interested public be able to watch it? This and the other uh, documentary. I
1: I have uh, free deals on the table at the moment. All these free deals coming from platforms outside of Moldova who are interested in negotiating the deal so they can purchase the license to show this movie on their platform. And to be honest, right now I feel like. My main idea was to create this movie. And in the end of this movie, you realize what Malvina Samoylova is doing and her team from GCI and her Ukrainian uh, refugees and Ukrainian volunteers, where this help center is located. And I made sure that this movie has English subtitles and it's short It's also a short documentary. It's not longer than 30 minutes. You watch it, and in 30 minutes, you get a lot of information, but you can digest that information really fast. And in the end of the movie, I leave all the information, how you can contribute to this help center, even if you are far away in USA, Canada, Mexico, you name it. It doesn't matter where you're from. You can get in contact right after watching this movie with this help center. And if you want to contribute, if you want to help them, if you want to donate money or you want to send them any products or you, or you know somebody who can become the main donors for the, for the whole organization and the whole help center for some period of time so they can still help hundreds of families per week, you can do that. So at the moment, I'm just thinking, I'm just thinking, should I just make my money off this movie right now and put it on some platforms and and sign these crazy deals or I'm just going to put it on any free platform so the whole world can see it. And to be honest, I'll see by the end of this week. But I feel like I'll, I'll just make sure maybe I can do both. So maybe some portion of the movie will be out somewhere where you can purchase it. And then maybe on other platform, it will be completely for free or just both or just for free because at this moment, I don't really care.
0: Okay, so we'll wait for updates on that. I guess you've partly answered this already, but I'm curious to know why is it important to watch Malva?
1: It's important to watch for me because I feel like there's a lot of strong women like among us. And it's, it's not the first time you can encourage other women by example that no matter how hard your life gets, you can go through it and you can come show up and show out and show what you can really create and do. Malva is the movie which showcases the real story of the real person. And this person is a mother of two children, a wife. Uh, a a refugee who transformed to a volunteer and co-founder, co-owner of her own help center for Ukrainian compatriots. And it just doesn't get better than that. So if you're a Ukrainian woman or or you're not even Ukrainian, but you're a woman and you feel like you're having a hard time, you can watch that movie and it's going to motivate you and it's going to push you to think how you can still contribute to others while you still need help yourself. Because the strong person is the person who can help you when he really or she really needs the help as well. So that means how much they actually value uh, your situation, when they can just make close eyes on their own situation and still help you. So that's why I encourage everybody to watch this movie, and uh, you will just be a judge by yourself after you watch it. If you're going to feel like you want to contribute, you want to help uh, this help center, you can do that. If not, maybe you're just going to be the next Malvina Samoyova who's going to open her own help center somewhere else in Poland or any other European country, because there is a lot of Ukrainian refugees in other European countries right now as well.
0: Women empowerment, I love that. And I also just uh, like a quick mention, I've seen your LinkedIn post with the poster, film poster representing her as a superhero, modern superhero. And I do agree with that. I like that idea. (laughs) So I'll post that um, in the description as well for other people to see. Just to wrap up, um, I want to ask you what's next for WellBe this year?
1: Uh, We have a lot of deals I have a lot of deals on the table. I just feel like I need some time with my family right now. Maybe I'll take a break for three, five days and just go back to work. Uh, We have some other projects in development. We still have this big documentary I was telling you on the first episode about uh, one of the most famous music artists in the world. So we have this uh, project still coming up this year, hopefully. And uh, I just signed a deal with one of upcoming projects on YouTube called uh, Culturalist Theory. And I'm I'm doing scripts for this channel. We just got a joint venture deal like a week ago and we're already working for one month. I just want to use this time before we wrap up to say that by the time... You're going to listen to this uh, episode. The movie will be out because you can see it in, in the description of this interview. You can support this podcast, Moldovan Abroad, by uh, getting in contact with Danny yourself, offering her advertisement deals and advertisement interviews. And you need to support independent. Stop supporting those who are already established. They don't need you. If they're already making one million, they will, make, they will be making two two 200 million in one, two years just of that one million people. People like, like you and like me, all the independent creators, we need to really work together and make sure that we just create history together. So subscribe to Moldovan Abroad on all the platforms. Watch every episode because my sister is back and all this podcast better back off and be ready to get their ass whooped in 2023. And also go and watch Malva movie, which Nobody Cares About Moldova. Uh, Let me and Danny both know how you feel about these movies. Share with your friends. Don't be shy. It's cool to share some underground great content, which is not on big platforms yet. Because trust me, when me, Welby, BB Hospitality, founded by Danny and Georgie Bejovashvili, who are like the only ones who who actually purchased the advertisement deals for Maliva Movie, when we will be on big platforms, we will not tolerate you saying that you were the first ones and you were the ones who supported us. If you want us to know that you support us, and you really want to do some independent shit yourself, let us know. Write us on social media. Write us an email. Share share your thoughts and comments. It's time when we can actually grow even and go further than we planned before this war happened, before pandemic happened, and before all this economy went to the shithole happened. Now it's time when we all can get the money be happy and as long as we're successful and we feel comfortable in our own skin and we can take care of ourselves we'll be able to help even more people who are around us so subscribe to Moldovan Abroad go subscribe to Wellbe on YouTube go watch all the movies share that shit like that shit And make sure that everybody knows these stories and everybody appreciates these people.
0: Thank you so much for the motivational stuff at the end. Wishing you all the best in everything you do. Keep going and keep in touch.
1: Sure thing. Thank you. Take care of yourself.
0: You too. All the best.